Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you can experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's title is Higher, and my foundational scripture is Ephesians 2, 6 through 7. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. We are higher. We are living higher. He gives us higher life. Have you ever thought about how you are positioned higher in Jesus? He tells us that we've been raised up and we are seated with him and we are above and not beneath. This is our position in him. And it is a position that we will be throughout the ages. In him, we will always be seated in heavenly places right now and forever. And this position and what he's done is for us to have his blessing. And it reveals the exceeding riches of his grace. It shows the exceeding kindness that he has towards us in Jesus Christ. How does it show this? Well, first and foremost, it shows the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness, because all that he is, he has given to us to place us positionally in him. He's blessed us with all that he is. Think about that. What he has done for us, what he has given to us, where he has placed us. He's full of his exceeding riches of grace. It is overflowing to our lives and filled with exceeding richness of grace and kindness. So let's touch on a few high points, those points of where we are in a higher position in him. Well, first, we're seated in his ways and his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. To be in a higher place takes walking in the place of humility. Humility trusts his ways. Humility embraces his thoughts, which is his word. Humility realizes he knows, and he's done it, and he has said it, and he has made it, and he has completed it, and he has given it. He has directions and plans that circumstances may seem contrary to, but humility knows his ways are above these circumstances. His ways did not create the circumstances. His ways have called us according to his purpose of goodness. It says in Romans 8, 28, that we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Well, the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness has used all his ways, all his thoughts, all his word, his blood, his anointing, his power, all that he is, and these have turned all things for our good. He's used all good things of and by himself to turn all things around. And what are some of these things he's used? They are all the things pertaining to himself and his word. Again, they are all his ways. They are his word completely, fully, in every way inspired by him. They are all his doing, all his thoughts, all his power, all his love, and it is all to turn everything for us because we are called according to his purpose, the purpose of the blessing. You know, the same spirit that has raised Jesus from the dead has quickened us and quickened our lives to lift us up and seat us with him in the blessing above and not beneath. If we're called according to his purpose, what purpose is this scripture talking about? 
Well, it's found in verse 27 where it says that he's made intercession for us by all his things, all his accomplishments, all his blessing, meaning he and all that he has done, all that he is doing, and all that he does is working to turn all things around, making all things for the good of his purpose. It's not that he's using bad things. He has turned them and overcome them, and he has removed them by his finished work. Because he sets us higher in him and in his thoughts, we are above and not beneath these things because he has finished it. You see, good means good. Good means peace and shalom, nothing missing and nothing broken. In the dictionary, good is defined as righteousness, and he is turning all things around for his righteousness sake, for his good, for nothing missing, nothing broken in our lives. That means he turns all things around and he makes all things right. He moves those things out of the way and he sets his rightness, his righteousness for us, in us and in our path. So it means all things of his righteousness, all things of his character, all things of his purpose are working to bring to pass his plan, his purpose, his will, his word. The word of God tells us that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And the word of God is a light into our path. He spoke light into the darkness. He doesn't bring darkness. He brought himself into the void and he changed it. He brought good. He has brought righteousness. You know, righteousness is the empowerment of his light, which is the expression of all his glory and all his goodness and all that he is. See, he's lifted us higher and he's lifted us in his light. He's been made unto us righteousness. He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end, a blessed end. Well, the Hebrew word for thoughts is the word makashava. It means not only his thoughts, but it means his device or his way of doing things. It's all his doings, all his workings. It means his purpose and his work. His imaginations, his inventions, his plan, and his way of doing things. So he knows his way of doing things that he thinks towards us and does towards us and has completed for us. The word tells us that we've been given the mind of Christ. His thoughts are above our thoughts. But as we've been given the mind of Christ, he reveals his word to us. And this also means that his mind and thoughts and in the intents of his word are given to us through Jesus Christ. And his word is renewing our thoughts and his thoughts are lifted higher and higher in our faith. See, Isaiah 55, 9 through 13 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He lifts us up in those higher ways, and he seats us in those high places, those heavenly places with him, those high thoughts, the places of his word, the places of his accomplishment, his finished work. He makes it clear to us that his thoughts are higher and his ways are higher than anything we could ask, think, or imagine. And we've been lifted to where he is. He has met us where we are and lifted us to where he is. And now we've been positioned there. We've been set with him, positioned with him, and more importantly, we are in him. 
So as much as Isaiah 55 goes on to say in verses 10 through 13, it says that his word, his workings, his doing, his ways are like rain coming from a higher place in him, reaching us and producing life and harvest blessing and change. It says in verse 10, for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. See, part of the purpose of his rain is to give us seed, to give us the bread of life. His word is like a running river. It is like rain. It's likened to water sent from the throne of God, his water that waters everything in our lives. His word brings forth the harvest of his word. His word produces seed for us to sow, seed that he has already sown. In Luke 8, 11, he tells us that the seed is the word of God. Here it tells us in Isaiah that he is the rain, the living water that has brought forth the seed. He has brought forth his word to produce his life, his thoughts, his will. His word is sent to be sown in our hearts, our lives, and our minds. We can plant his word in our ears, our eyes, our mouths, and our hearts. And this seed has been given to us to be sowers of his word. And his word brings us bread to be what we live by. Bread to the eater. Jesus said, we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. His word is our life source. His word is the water, the life, what he has sown that produces the seed. He's even said in John 1 that his word was from the beginning and that his word was with him and was him and became flesh. And his word, Jesus Christ himself and all that he has spoken from Genesis to Revelation is the fullness of truth to us through Jesus and what he has done to bring the blessing of his word to us, for us, and through us. Isaiah 55, 11 tells us, so my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. He promises us in Isaiah 55, 10, that his word will produce a harvest. It says in verse 10 that it will bring forth a bud. And here in verse 11, he says it will accomplish what he has sent it to accomplish. See, this bud that has been produced is explained in Mark 4, 20, where the seed of his word produces the bud, which is the 30 fold. And his word accomplishes that which he has sent it to, and it prospers in the thing whereunto he sent it and blossoms to a 60 fold and bursts into the bloom being a hundred fold return in our lives. His word always produces a hundred fold. Our hearts and lives is where the word is planted. This is the scripture where Jesus spoke and said, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. Well, Mark 4:14 says the sower soweth the word. And just prior, he told his disciples that this is the mystery of the kingdom of God. Well, mystery here in Greek means the purpose and counsel of God in dealing with the righteous, which are those who believe and receive him by faith. So the mystery of the kingdom of God is the purpose and counsel of God to you who believe by faith. See, he makes it clear to us here, right here in this scripture, that the thief comes to steal the word from our lives. The enemy comes to steal the word. These are the four things. 
In verses 15 through 17, it's affliction, persecution, and offense. In verses 18 through 19, it tells us the three others. It is cares, deceitfulness of riches, and desire and lust for other things. And it tells us in these verses that these are sent to choke the word and make the word become unfruitful for you. But in verses 20 through 22, we find that his word connected to the good ground of your heart, received by faith, as faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, and your response to his word, it says, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, some a hundred. And he said unto them, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed? and not to be set on a candlestick? For there's nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. See, there's nothing hidden from his word. His word cannot be put under a bushel, and his word cannot be hidden. The light of his word is a lamp to our feet, and it cannot be snuffed out. His word can appear to be hidden, but his promises says that nothing is hidden that shall not be made manifest. You will see the manifestation of what he has promised. All of his promises are manifested, and these mysteries of his word are the mysteries of his kingdom that are meant for those who receive and believe and will not be hidden or kept secret. They will not stay covered. They cannot be kept hidden. They cannot be kept secret. They shall come abroad. Well, this word here, abroad, is the Greek word ice. It means to continually come forth. See, it's saying here that nothing of his word shall be hidden. It shall be manifested and it will not be kept secret, but it will come abroad. It will ice. It will continually come forth just as he said, and it will accomplish that which he sent it to do. So as we read Isaiah 55, 12 through 13, we find it says, for ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hand. Instead of Thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. See, his word accomplishes that which he sent. His word will not be remain hidden in your life. He says his word will come forth. You must believe at the moment that he has finished it, and you will go out with joy. You can experience that joy right in this moment. And you are led forth with his peace. And he says here, his promise that instead of the thorn will come the fir tree and instead of briar will come the myrtle tree. Why? Because his word was sent. His word was promised. His word became flesh and brought forth his blessing to all those who believe. And as we embrace the rain, his word, his thoughts, his ways that are higher, standing and believing in this higher position he's given, we experience joy and we are led by peace and we have rejoicing and we experience things changing. The circumstances cannot keep his word hidden. His word has already accomplished what it was sent to do. And that's what he said he would do and has done in and through Jesus Christ. He has fulfilled it and finished it for each of us. 
This verse said, instead of the thorny places, they are turned to the fir tree, and instead of the briar places, they are turned to the myrtle tree. So much so, he said it has been done to be to him a name. He holds his word up and is backing up his word as high as his name. It is for his name's sake, and he said he has made it an everlasting sign. He has made his word so important that he has connected his name to it, and he says it will be an everlasting sign, his manifestation to accomplish that which he has sent himself to do. And so what is a fir tree? Well, this is the evergreen tree, never failing, never shifting, always evergreen, full of life. It is embedded with life and it remains evergreen with promise. So he has turned all those thorny places into a place of life. And what is the myrtle tree? Well, the myrtle tree is also an evergreen tree, but the difference is that it produces fruit. And he says he's given the myrtle tree instead of briars. Well, briars are those prickly, thorny patches that get stuck to you and are difficult to get off and they stay extremely entangled. Well, instead of that, he has given us the fruit of an evergreen tree, the myrtle tree, the myrtle fruit. It's all through his word, all through his promise, his doing all through Jesus Christ, his word, Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit changes and turns the thorny tangled prickling entanglements from you. He has set you in a higher place, a heavenly seat with him. He has set you above in his finished work and he has accomplished his will and purpose in, for, and through you. How did he do it? Well, in one way of many, he became our high priest to set us up high above in him. In Hebrews 7.26, it tells us about our high priest. In this verse, it says, For such a high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. For such a high priest became us. It says he became us. Jesus is our high priest, and he became one of us. And as he was made higher than the heavens, we are higher than the challenges and circumstances in him. We are in the promise high above. We are set high in his word. We are risen in him in the blessing. And as he has entered into the holiest of places by the blood, he has brought us in and he has seated us with him. It says in Ephesians 2, 6, that he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are positioned higher than what trouble has to offer. We are set in him, with him, and are a part of him. We are his heirs, heirs in Christ, We've been brought in and bought with the price of his life and given life. We are seated in heavenly places, positioned there, higher in his place, that place of his finished work. See, in Ephesians 1.3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. We've been blessed with his finished work. Our faith can latch on to the truth that he has already done it and has sent Jesus, who is his seed, who is the word, who has brought the rivers of the Holy Spirit to us. And he has accomplished that which he has sent to do all for us. He has brought all that he has, 
with all that he is, and he has done it through and by himself. He has brought his hundredfold return, and he has given it to us. We are even his hundredfold return, and he has lifted us above all affliction, persecution, offense, cares, deceitfulness, wrongful desires, and he has given us his word, given us all things with all his blessing in heavenly places. Again, as it says in Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Well, the word spiritual is the word pneumatikos. It means all things relating to the human spirit and mind, will, and emotions. And it reflects that which possesses the nature belonging to his spirit. He has set us in these spiritual places, possessing his nature as being higher than man and one filled and governed by the spirit of God. That is the definition in Greek of this word. Spiritual, pneumatikos, it's pertaining to the wind and breath, the breath of God, his spirit, his word breathed and spoken, his very essence, bringing forth all that he is to us, for us and through us, with us possessing his nature. He has blessed us with his very essence, his nature, his breath, his word, and put us in a higher place than the natural. He has set us in him. And the word blessing is the word eulegio. It means his praise and celebration of all the riches of his grace, all the riches of his word, his goodness and his kindness, as in speaking and invoking this blessing, invoking his word. It is the spoken word, the benediction of God upon us. And that word eulegio means to prosper and to bless us again and again. And it means again, invoking that blessing and consecrating us to him and himself. He has brought the action of the blessing. He has brought the action of the word and the accomplishment of the word. And eulegio means to make happy and to bestow the blessing on us as to be favored of God and blessed. And he says that he has blessed us with all his essence, his breath, who he is in his kindness and celebration in this a blessing of prosperity and benediction, invoking this blessing upon us and bestowing us his favor. He has blessed us in Christ Jesus with all spiritual blessings, and he has set us higher. And the blessing that is found in heavenly places is what we possess where we are seated with him above and not beneath. We are higher. We are in his blessing. We are in him. He has seated us in his blessing. He has seated us in him. And in closing, I go back to Ephesians 2, 6, where he says, and he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See the word heavenly here in Greek means an exalted position because of his origin of nature. This word heavenly reflects again his origin, his nature, his very essence, which means we are exalted in who he is, where he sits, what he has accomplished, and all his personhood. We are exalted and set with him in his very origin. We are seated in his origin, in his person, exalted in him above and not beneath. The Holy Spirit who has raised him up has quickened us and raised us up with him, and he has made us 
be together with him in this position. In this higher place, we have been made new. All things in our lives are made new. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. As we are seated high in his position, in his origin, we have been made new. He has blessed us with a newness in every area of our lives through all spiritual blessing. We're seated with him in newness because we are in a finished place. We're not having to be up and working. We're seated with him because we are together with him. The Greek word used for raised us up together means in its definition that we've been given a blessed life in him, through him and by him. And it is defined that we've been given a blessed life with the spiritual blessing of his very origin. And we are made new and everything in our lives is made new. So in closing, it tells us in Ephesians 1, 17 through 22, about the inheritance and the position that we've been given, that we may all know the blessing that is ours through Jesus Christ. And may we declare and decree his word, as it says in verses 17 through 21, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that our eyes of our understanding are enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is ours. And that we may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under our feet and under his feet, and he has given to him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Oh, that we may know the place that he has positioned us in, and we may know his inheritance and be enlightened to the purpose and the calling of the riches of his glory. May we know that we are higher in him, that we are above and not beneath, and that we are his heirs, that he has been made unto us wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Oh, that we may know that he has redeemed us and we can say so and that he has destined us in Christ Jesus for the blessing out of his very origin through his goodness and by his love. You are positioned higher. See yourself in a higher place because he has given it. He has done it. You are there with him and he has accomplished it. He has finished his work. His word belongs to you and he has accomplished it and he has sent it just for each of us. And we have his hundredfold return. Father, I pray that each person who has heard this podcast, that they increase in knowing the revelation of what you have given, that inheritance of position, that inheritance of blessing, that inheritance of the spiritual blessings you've given, that we know you and that we are enlightened by your word, by your light 
and we experience the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. And I thank you that you have seated us with you in heavenly places, and we see ourselves above and not beneath, higher and higher in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.